This is a HeadGum Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Your specific facts will almost always change the outcome, and you should always seek an attorney before doing anything. Literally anything. Ryan Morrison is an attorney licensed in New York, and Austin and O'Connor are just normal humans not licensed to do anything anywhere. Proceed with caution. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. I am Austin Hoffman. I'm Ryan O'Connor. And welcome to the 2018 government shutdown. It's already over, Austin. It is already <laughs> over. We promised you last week we were going to do this episode and talk about the government shutdown. And, by and God, we also we're assured you that it would that still promise. be shut down, but it's not. Uh, but good these thing things... you guys did a video game episode without me involved. Yeah, good thing you were sleeping. Hey. So this government shutdown was threatened. It happened. It's already over, but it was a it was a big deal, and it shouldn't have happened. So O'Connor, why did this occur? Because they failed to pass legislation regarding funding of the federal government's operations and agencies. The major reason for that being the reason why it didn't pass was because the Republican-controlled Congress did not want to pass legislation that contained protections for DACA, which is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. DACA is an immigration policy enacted by Obama and his administration through an executive order that allowed some individuals upon approval, so not everyone, you had to get approved, who illegally entered the country as minors to remain and receive a renewable two-year span of deferred action from deportation. So basically, if you came here, as a, if you're born here, you're good. But if you were brought here as a very young child, you should probably be good too, at least in, in our opinion. And this was kind of working on that. They've been here their whole lives. Uh, it also gave them eligibility to receive a work permit, which is obviously important. The a major problem with undocumented workers is those documents. So this helped fix that. <laughs> it was created in 2012. Uh, and basically, Congress failed to pass the DREAM Act, which was going to provide a, a pathway to permanent residency for these, quote unquote, dreamers, as everyone re uh, refers to them as. And this was to kind of kick the can down the road with that, hoping that Congress would eventually pass the DREAM Act or something similar later on. Good thing but... the can ended at the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah, bum, bum, not, bum, listen, bum, bum. our yeah. politics are obvious, but we're not going to get into talking ill of one party or the other. We're going to talk about the facts here. And in September, the Trump administration rescinded DACA. DACA, what? Whatever. However, this was delayed by six months to give Congress the time, time to deal with the population of dreamers, basically until March. And we had to figure out what we were going to do with this while we were going over the government budget and everything else. Now, to prevent a government shutdown, we have to have everything figured out by September 30th at midnight, really October 1st. The solution to not shutting down then was basically saying we'll have six months to do this. And now we, we obviously did not uh, achieve those dreams there was not and, agreement <laughs> we didn't achieve those dreams for those basically dreams. to get into that a little bit deeper appropriations or basically appropriation legislation which determines the funding of the federal government agencies programs everything for the following year there's the regular appropriations bill which is basically 12 individual minor bills covering each month for the next year then there's continuing resolutions those are pre-existing funding Minor changes can exert, exist in those for a set amount of time. And then there's supplemental appropriations where they add additional funding beyond what was originally given at the beginning of the fiscal year. So let's say they have that agreement September 30th at midnight. They can add supplemental appropriations down the road, of course. 
The goal, though, is for Congress to agree on a budget used to determine the spending limit for the 12 months after for the following year, which would appropriate funding. When that doesn't happen, Congress enacts a continuing funding resolution instead, which they did here in September. It's like a they, stopgap measure. Exactly. exactly. The, way they, the way they kick the can down the road, the legal term for it is a continuing resolution. That's where they're they're basically saying we're close, but we're figuring it out still. And that's what they did here. And they we gave themselves six months, like I said. Exactly. And uh, a government shutdown is what happens when Congress does not a- appropriate funds in time for the end of that continuing resolution, which we saw here. When the time runs out and the money dries up, does government shut down? It does. Well, it, it, cl- it clearly did. The uh, the fun legal term, if you want to impress your friends and family, is it, it's called the Anti-Deficiency Act, which Ooh. prevents the federal government from entering into contracts that are not fully funded. So you can't be mostly funded. You can't be figuring it out. As If you don't have everything absolutely fully funded, then you just do not do it. The government cannot enter into that contract. I'll be sure to drop the Anti-Deficiency Act into my next conversation. Yeah, you'll be a, a very You'll be the bell of the ball. <laughs> he always is. He always is. All right, just to give you a timeline of what exactly happened. On January 19th, Congress was supposed to submit H.R. 195, which would have continued the appropriations and funding through February 16th of 2018. So another little stopgap. But they did not include anything about DACA or the Dreamers. So the Democrats created a filibuster, which means that they just stand up there and talk for a really long time to prevent any sort of legislation being funded or being passed through. And what happened was is the Senate needed a supermajority of votes, which means that you either need three-fifths or 60 out of the 100 votes to put it through to end the debate. They didn't do that. They voted about 50 percent across the board. So – On January 20th, because there was no appropriations in place, after January 19th, the government shut down. And this is not the first shutdown in history. In fact, there's been quite a few throughout the history of our country. 1977, for example, there was a huge dispute among Congress regarding Hugh funding and abortion that caused the government to shut down four times in the span of Carter's presidency. That's not great. There was also a fifth government shutdown under Carter, but it wasn't abortion related. So at least he uh, changed it up a little bit. The earliest under Reagan, I believe, was 1870s. That would put, I think it was uh, Grant. Yeah. Good, good thing everybody thought Jimmy Carter was the president that didn't get anything done. And Reagan definitely came along and made everything a whole lot better. That's right, because under Reagan's presidency, the government shut down eight times. So he <laughs> walloped Carter. The longest shutdown we've seen was actually under President Clinton from December 15th, 1995 to January 6th, 1996. Uh, Again, not even a full month, but it's the longest we've seen, and we are going to continue to see them. The most recent one that we've seen has been in in 2013, we had a government shutdown, and there was no appropriation or continuing resolution. They had no stopgap. That was October 1st to October 17th. Uh, It was basically due to the House of Representatives disagreeing over the funding of the Affordable Care Act. Most specifically, conservative Tea Party Senator Ted Cruz kept trying to offer a continuing... He's also the Zodiac Killer. And definitely not a robot. Well, he kept (laughs) trying to offer continuing resolutions that delayed or defunded the the Affordable Care Act. It was basically a mess. So this is the first time we've seen a government shutdown where one party controls the House, the Senate, and the presidency. So this is kind of... This this was a special shutdown. We can set our own records. Yes, we're doing it. We're We're making it it great! Uh, And we... uh, But, you know, in reality, it's already back up. It was down very minimally. But it's not good when our government shuts down. It shouldn't be even an option. You know, the the government is supposed to be there to run. It has plenty of money. We've elected these people to figure this stuff out. So get in there and figure it out. What's they're trying to do? You can't. Come on. (laughs) They're doing their best. 
They are not doing their best. The, the, I, I would say some of the most important information to know is the last time the government shutdown happened was the day Kirby's Triple Deluxe was announced. And Kirby's Battle Royale came out last Friday when the government shut down. Oh, not so, is that theory. some sort of government plan? Does that protect anybody? I, I, I believe Kirby is uh, here to destroy our government. Gov- no, everyone of the government are big Kirby fans. And, and I just want to make sure Kirby – the Kirby that we're talking about is not a senator or a House of Representative. He is a – He's a pink uh, fluffball that sucks in enemies and absorbs their powers and then might spit them back out as stars. And uh-huh. shout out to Jack from the Twitter world for that uh, observation because it really – it's important. Uh, so what is actually affected by a government shutdown? What what does it mean? Everyone keeps saying, oh, no, the government shut down. And then can you go to the bank? Can you go to the – are there police officers still around? What happens? And no one really has a good idea. In fact, we at our law firm put in a ton of trademarks, and we go through the United States Patent and Trademark Office. I truly did not know if the USPTO was going to be an essential agency. And when you went to the website, a pop-up appeared saying – we're still here. We're good. You oh. can put your stuff in. So, so that was interesting. <laughs> That's ID nice, though. It's better than like th- them not caring and just yeah, being like, yeah, we'll figure it out. But what was affected? Federal courts. They remain open as normal for three weeks because they have fees collected as a resource absent allocation funds. I'm really glad I paid my speeding ticket that was $220 a court fee this week so they can stay open during the shutdown. There you go. Any attorney from an agency that, that shut down, though, does not have to keep their schedule with the federal court. So basically the court stays open. But if you're an attorney from the whatever agency that, that is shut down, let's say the Department of Homeland Security, you one of those non-essential up. ones, uh, you don't have to show up. That'll be rescheduled. And after after three weeks, the courts will still remain open per Anti-Deficiency Act, where each federal court will need to determine essential personnel to keep on to help further the exercise. They, they have to start trimming the fat in the courthouse in order to stay uh, open? I, I mean, yeah, they're only funded for three weeks. So if the government shutdown goes past three weeks, which, as we just went over, I think has only happened once and is unlikely to ever really happen, uh, that's when they start saying, well, we don't need the bailiff. We'll just take our chances that this guy won't punch the judge. <laughs> Are you, Morrison, now looking at this, are you jelly that you didn't go in the public sector like me? Oh, God. I think I'm so sad every day. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sad. <laughs> I hate that I have to do video game law. Uh, but speaking of the Department of Homeland Security, it's actually funny. when One of our uh, attorneys at the law firm, Shaq Katakala, uh, not the basketball player, he <laughs> is friends with a, a bunch of government employees. He lives in Washington, D.C., and he works in uh, – he works – hand in hand with a lot of different agencies and he said you know his friend at the epa was still had to go into work his friend at whatever still had to go into work but his friend who was pretty crucial at the department of homeland security had off he wasn't de- deemed essential but that said the department of homeland security does lose some staff not too many but they Jack's keep friend, tsa at airports there will still be the tsa at airports and oh, thank and god other I, things I, I that other they're, things they're, they're they the deep. most elite trained professionals on the planet i'm really glad they get to stick around yeah the tsa is is an absolute just joke of an agency, and and uh, I don't believe they've ever actually done anything. But regardless, they are deemed essential, and they go on there. The illusion of security is better than security. Uh, we can do a whole other episode on that. I would well, love to just listen to you what? rant about the TSA for an entire hour. What about the I people? Would, I will. What about health and human services? Good thing that when the government shuts down, the Center for Disease Control needs to determine if they should remain open. Because, you know, if there's an outbreak of the new Ebola virus and the government shut down... We might be screwed. Medicare <laughs> operates without disruption, though. Oh, great. Hooray. Uh, the DOL, who I used to work for for Who's New York Who's the DOL? State, the Department of Labor. That's right. Uh, Don't use abbreviations. Yeah, you're an abbreviation. Got him. Uh, the Department of Labor 
normally when there is a government shutdown, almost all the employees are furloughed. I actually worked for the Department of Labor, which was federally funded. Furloughed? What's What's that mean? It means that they're off without pay. Oh, okay. So that's like a fancy word for temporarily fired. Yeah. (laughs) Temporarily fired. You're furloughed. You're not you're not fired. Well, you're temporarily out of work. How about temporarily that? laid temporarily off? Out of, yeah, you're temporarily out of work. Or temporarily laid off is is a nice term. Stop it. Don't pick on the Fire. state workers. Leave me alone. Uh, yes, yeah, so I worked for the Department of Labor from 09 to 11. And at the time, I was working in unemployment. So I was deemed essential because people still need to receive them unemployment checks because of the bad economy and whatnot. So we were told that even if there was going to be a shutdown, we would still remain open. But a lot of the Department of Labor uh, employees would be furloughed during that time that the government is shut down. The Office of Administrative Law Judges, Employee Compensation Appeals Board, and the Administrative Review Board were all cut to zero. Because we don't need judges or lawyers in a utopian society. That's that's the opposite of true. The world without lawyers is a sad, sad place. Well, no, 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 no. There's a utopian, a utopian society. So laws are so simple and elegant that ev- that everyone can just understand them. No, it's that Simpsons clip. You know, can you imagine a world without lawyers and it's everybody just dancing around the rainbow and then the lawyer just shudders <laughs> like, Ugh. that's that's right. No, it's right. that episode of Star Trek where if you commit any no. law infraction, they kill you. That it sounds like you don't need a lawyer for that at all. You no, just you don't. Get they, killed. No, they just have people that patrol around. Well, the area, the idea is that they are only enforcing laws in one small area of the planet at a time, but the penalty is always death. So nobody like wants even, to take the like chance. Public to urination yeah. is death. If if you urinate in the flowers and it's against the law, and that area is being um is the area that's like the lethal zone at that time, then yeah, you get you get injected and you die. Anyway, the uh, the benefits, the social security checks are still going to get mailed out. The veterans affairs, ninety five point five percent of the employees were exempted from the shutdown, and that would have kept working. Uh, food stamps and or SNAP and the subsidized lunches for children and all that were still available. However, only until February. That's when their funding would have lasted to. So it really is scary to think about what would happen if the government can't figure their issues out in time for feeding the kids of the nation who can't afford to eat else uh, in any other way a new government we would have to begin anew the funny thing is the irs 56 percent of the agency was considered non-essential and they were going to basically be furloughed for the time tax refunds would not be issued for the time of the shutdown but taxpayers can still submit taxes oh good you can they still will pay your taxes. getting that money but we'll still take it that's Come right on, they will never stop taking our money uh, and the good news for for people like myself are uh, who haven't paid taxes since 1993, uh, audits would be not happening. So, oh, so uh, I guess that's that other 44 percent of the people are doing. They're all auditors. They're all I auditors. really like that even our researchers know what to joke with you about. Yeah, our our, our research team, Caroline, did most of this. Uh, she's an intern at, at Morrison Lee, the law firm, and she's a re- the, the top research assistant for Robot Congress, and she worked with uh, Brandon Large. They wrote in here, good news for some, parentheses Morrison, audits will also cease during this time. <laughs> I think Caroline's about to end up she as non-essential you. personnel for that roast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Caroline is no longer essential personnel at the law firm, and she can go find another job. Wow, wow. savagery. Quick run through are the federal courts, the Health and Human Services, Department of Labor, Immigration, Department of Homeland Security, Transportation Safety Board, Department of Education, the benefits programs like food stamps, SNAP, Social Security, Veterans Affairs, the museums, the national parks, the IRS, those are all affected by the shutdown. But what is not affected by the shutdown? And the first one is pretty (laughs) obvious. It's Congress's pay. Uh, Well, okay. okay. to be fair, that's because they have to keep on coming in and trying to fix the issue. Trying to Congress fix this already shit. has more vacation days than any other 
uh, government worker that's ever existed. But yes, they are considered essential. They are given full pay and they are, are allowed to take their sweet time at this and still get their paychecks. Uh, well, yeah, so but great. the government's falling apart around them. It's not like they're relaxing. That's right. The Department of Defense is mostly unaffected. The military was instructed to continue in a normal duty status, but people in the military were told that they would not be paid until Congress made the appropriate funds. So that's not business as, that is not business as usual. <laughs> well, it is business as usual, but now you're working for free. Yeah. <laughs> Defend our freedoms and maybe uh, get shot and die, but we're not going to pay you on time. But that's we will important. pay Congress. Yes. Uh, war, war operations continue for the safety of human life or the protection of property. And uh, what is more important than human life? It is property. And non-essential <laughs> DOTs of civilian employees were furloughed, meaning they were granted a leave of absence again without without pay. And luckily, the shutdown was super short. And during the 2013 shutdown, however, half of the department's 800,000 civilian workers were furloughed without pay for two weeks. I know two weeks might not seem like the longest time in the world, but to just randomly say you're not getting a paycheck for two weeks, that's life-ruining for a lot of people. And you really and, don't know and, how long it's going to last. He said about half Americans in the United States are not able to afford losing uh, either two weeks or one month's paycheck. They would go into full like, well, bankruptcy That's called mode. living from paycheck to paycheck. Thank you. Austin. Yeah. And there's there's I mean, but it's it's true. Most most families and most budgets cannot deal with a sudden expense of four hundred dollars. And that's, again, not a lot of money to some. And it's a, it's a ton of money to others. But regardless, to just take four hundred thousand people who are working very hard for the Department of Justice and uh, Department of Defense, excuse me, and say you're not getting a paycheck for two weeks. It's insane. But that is what happened. So let me uh, get this straight. You care about the Department of Defense with them, not essential tax employees. Screw them. That's right. The EPA employees were told to go ahead and go to work on Monday in the event of a shutdown unless otherwise notified. Like I said, Shaq's friend at the EPA was told to go in and told he was considered essential. But there are a lot of procedures that the EPA has gone through in the event of a shutdown. And like I said, the USPTO, the, the Patent and Trademark Office, it and other fee collecting agencies do not shut down. And as I thought more about it, of course, the, the reason they don't shut down because is – this is not a trademark episode, but I'll tell you, when you submit a trademark application, there is zero work done by a government employee for three months. It is literally just sitting there in limbo for three months before it's even assigned to an examiner. So for sure, they'll stay open and take your money. They're not going to do anything with it anyway. So that's that's just hilarious. Is, is the three months just an arbitrary period of time? Like, Is it 90 <laughs> days or just they're so backlogged? No, it's neither one of those things. <laughs> Oh, OK, good. Good description. Uh, it's neither one of those things. It just says for about three months each time waiting to be assigned to an, an examiner. But if they're caught up, it doesn't happen quicker. If they're busy, it doesn't take longer. It's just it's not ever an exact amount of days. It's completely just it's 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 stupidity. And that's what that, it is. But they collect that fee on time, though. That's, they take the fee to... as you put the application in. Well, right? yeah, if but you, if you want to put it in, you got to pay that fee. Right, but that's why trademarks take six months to two years, because that's how fast the government works. State departments, again, mostly are unaffected by the government shutdown, because keep in mind, this is a federal government shutdown, not a state government shutdown. Airports, train, travel, all of that stuff, as we said, the TSA would remain open. Uh, Amtrak depends on federal subsidies, but it gets revenue from ticket sales, and it, it's, it's always been able to stay open during the shutdowns. In the past, I knew they were getting money from the government. Come on, <laughs> who does trains anymore? That's right. The U.S. Postal Service will be in operation again, again. It has its own income stream, and again, nothing stops the mail. And Kirby's Battle Royale came out as scheduled. <laughs> you need to be able to play Kirby. I've never played a Kirby game in my life. Really? 
that's not true. I played the the for Super Nintendo. I played the Kirby golf game. I played. Kirby I played one of the game uh, old Game Boy. I played Kirby on black and white Game Boy. Well, I love Kirby. Kirby's one of my favorite. Uh, I was trying to think of that the other day actually because I turned on my PlayStation Four for the first time in seven years, and uh, Crash Bandicoot is my icon. And I don't really remember why I did that. I, I like Crash Bandicoot. I enjoyed that game a ton, but I, I don't even think I played the second one. And I don't know that he's ever spoken to me as a, a true hero. And I was thinking, like, what game characters... Wait, Crash Bandicoot are... has never spoken to you in your dreams? No, you know what I mean, though? Like, I've, I've never liked Link. I've never liked... I mean, Mario's fine. What about I just Sonic don't... the Hedgehog? How, no, I love how how nice Sonic the Hedgehog. No, I don't, I don't like Sonic. I don't know who... I don't know what video game character is like my favorite video game character, but Kirby is certainly up there, Nathan and Drake. mostly for Smash Brothers more than the Kirby games. Does Nathan Drake come to you in your dreams and say, "Ryan, let's go on an adventure"? No, nah, because it just can't be some dude. How do you not like <laughs> like Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog's the man. Well, but, Sonic's, but here's the thing. Sonic's fine. Here's the thing. Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not because necessarily of the games. It's because of all the cartoons and apparently comic books that I've never read. But, I like I like I, Shadow I, the Hedgehog. Oh, oh, oh you like edgy? Sonic's edgier clone. I like him because he's a werewolf, and I'm kidding, guys. He's not a werewolf. That was Sonic that. in Please Sonic stop. Unleashed. Take your, take your hands off your phone or your keyboard. Stop tweeting at me. I was kidding. <laughs> How do you Sonic think there's so many good heroes? That... I can't think of who's, like, my favorite Solid Snake. Solid no, Snake. Stop. You just can't keep choosing humans. That's not that's not <laughs> going to happen. Star Fox. Like, Wait, no. Star Fox is Cloud. Star Fox. You love Star Fox. Fox yeah. Cloud. I, I like Slippy. My name's not Star Fox. You do like Slippy. <laughs> Slippy was my favorite, and that's not a joke. Ribbit, you can at me about that. Ribbit. Why? Why do you... Is it because you have an innate need to take care of pathetic individuals? Is that why you're wow. from Boston? But up! <laughs> wow. Wow, this I mean, is... I like Slippy. I like. I always like the underdog for sure. I'm a Mets, Jets, Knicks, Islanders fan, and I always. I, it's more fun for me to root for the underdogs. And Slippy is the underdog, but he's also the most important part of that team. Yeah, he's oh, the one who analyzes not... the enemy shield. Wait, no, no, isn't he's... he the engineer? No, he's the he's the everything. He's the science he guy. He's the mechanic. He's so the what engineer. What does Falco do besides he's just everything? Off. Falco's just the like the I'm a, I'm a hot shot fly boy. Like great, cool. You're super badass, Falco. Falco's the and Star Fox, honestly, it's not Star, Star Fox. Fox. It's Fox McCloud. Star Fox. Star Fox. No. He's a herb. He's just walking around like, oh, guys, I have no personality. I'm vanilla as they come. Like, you're not going to get me, bad guy. But Slippy, on the other hand, Slippy's excited. Slippy's afraid. Slippy has emotions. Is I like Slippy. Slippy a guy or a girl? Why, why does Peppy get no love in this conversation? Because Peppy is... Do a barrel roll. Peppy That's goes... Do a Bobby, just like Bob. Because Peppy's there. He's the, he's the old, uh, you know, like the sage character. He helps out the team and he gives them advice and wisdom because he used to work with Fox's dad. He did. I forget what Fox's dad name was. I know he's. I know Star Fox is Fox McCloud, but Barry. what's the dad's name? Barry McCloud. <laughs> yes, Barry McCloud. <laughs> but it, that game was great. It, it, I mean, for a game where you're just in a spaceship where you never see the characters, unless you're playing the 64 version, you unlock the characters. That, that game with around. 12 polygons. Like, it, it was pretty good. And the bad guy was cool because Star Wolf is awesome. Uh, wait, is the bad guy Star Wolf or well, Andros? Well, technically Andros. Uh, yeah, that's right, because Star Wolf is, I think, working for Andros. You know, there's a there's an amazing fan-made cartoon. It's like Cowboy Bebop, but Star Fox. It's, I think it's like eight or ten minutes long. It's incredible. I'm glad that people came here for government shutdowns, but we gave them the business <laughs> on Star Fox. Star Fox. And that Morrison has no video game character he likes. 
To those who are more philosophically inclined, courage and bravery are two notably distinct nouns. Bravery is the ability to confront pain, danger, or attempts of intimidation without any feeling of fear. It is strength in character. Courage, on the other hand, is the ability to undertake an overwhelming difficulty despite the eminent and unavoidable presence of fear. Courage is not being certain of overcoming what one is faced with, but rather is the willful choice to fight regardless of the consequences. And that is why Slippy is the bravest star pilot. <laughs> Someone wrote that. And it's actually supposed to be, and that is why Luigi is really player one. Because Mario, <laughs> Mario is is just, you know, he runs in first. He's not thinking. Luigi's afraid the whole time, but he does it anyway. And that's why Luigi's a, a hero. And that's why Slippy's a hero. Because he does, he's not there. Slippy's not the hero. Some... He demands Fox help him. Whoa, because listen, Slippy's not up there because he's some some moron who's like, some like oh, I'm never going to die. I'm going to go kill the world. We need to really go back Slippy's to the there. chart of Slippy. Slippy is there because he wants to help people. He knows it's the right thing to do. But and also when the 3DS helped. came out, the, you get all your, your old crew back and everyone's in their ships, except Slippy's ship has like 19 cannons and it goes faster. And it's this insane work of art because he's just been messing around in the garage the whole time. Because he, yeah, he needs to overcome for his yeah, terrible he's the fly work. He's That's, terrible. He's the best. And mechanic. The flow chart of Slippy he is, is the always absolute true. best. Fox, Courage is in. not being certain of overcoming what one is faced with, <laughs> or yes, rather please. is the willful choice to fight regardless <laughs> of the consequences. Yeah. God bless That's Slippy. You could have a pick. You could pick Mario, Sonic, Solid Snake, Master Chief, Crash Bandicoot, Nathan Drake, and you're like, no, I like Slippy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slippy is a totally legit choice. All right. That, Squirtle. That is, a, that is a character in a game. I, I'm not judging him for that. Slippy, Squirtle, and that's it. Those are my top. And a Moogle. Slippy and Squirtle? Not What's even a, like Blastoise? What's a Moogle? No, no, no definitely not Blastoise. You Squirtle. You can tell what characters Morrison loves. I'm surprised that Charmander's not on there because Charmander was dying be, when they found him. He'd be up. He'd be you up pick there. when you started the game, Austin? We know who me and Morrison did. Uh, Morrison Charmander. Wow, we really are the three different elements. That's did pretty bad. Did you ask who's a Moogle? Yeah. Moogle's the, the, the little. White guy with the antenna with the pink ball from Final Fantasy. He's, yeah. he's, it's a mug. You realize that yeah. I played Final Fantasy VII until I passed out in the snow and couldn't progress because I plenty of Moogles before then. Huh. That's that's on the third disc, isn't it? The late second third disc. Third disc. Guys, I just want to make sure that we get back to the topic at hand, which is that right, Squirtle and, Squirtle and Charmander are terrible, and <laughs> and Bulbasaur is the best. So I just long, want everybody to know that. Oh, but, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, back to reality. That. that <laughs> That's it. I mean, we the government shutdown is not the complicated masterpiece that everyone thinks it is. And it, it really is a matter of these two political parties cannot agree on something simple. So they're agreeing. I think the important and, part to realize is also the fact that this isn't over. All they did was put a stopgap in on February 8th. It's about to go to round two. They got to do ding, it all. Over. Ding. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen again because the, the political climate is not good right now. We're, we're uh, you know, two parties. Whoa, that whoa, 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 whoa. When is the political climate good? I think it's been better in every single year before this one, uh, even <laughs> including the Civil War. Uh, but, you know, it's, it is it is what oh it is. It's it's just it'll it, we're either going to see a lot of healing faster. This is just going to get way worse. But regardless, now, you know what a government shutdown is and you know that it doesn't really change much other than the paychecks for some government workers. But your day to day life won't change. Speaking of news, Morrison had to bolt because he doesn't care about us. So we Googled what's happening in the world. They're remaking Clue. You know, they got rid of uh, they got rid of Mrs. White. 
Yeah, like, new clue got miss, uh, rid of Mrs. White. Was her name offensive? I never even thought about that angle. I don't. I mean, I don't know why, but uh, oh, let's see. Fem, let's see. Feminist coup. Clue. The game kills off Mrs. White, replaces her with female scientist. Doctor Orchid. What did? What did? Did Mrs. White do nothing? What did she do? I. She was the maid. Why did they get rid of Mrs. White? This is. See. Oh my God! She was the new Doctor Orchid. Was homeschooled by Mrs. White. <gasps> so they did kind of keep her because that's in her background. Oh, so they killed her off because she cause she was a maiden and none of the women had titles. But it there was, was a like difficult Professor decision Plum to say goodbye to Mrs. White. But after 70 years of suspicious activity, we decided that one of the characters had to go. Dr. Orchid is a brilliant new character with a rich backstory and links to the Black Fortune. We're sure families around the world will continue to, uh, to create thrilling murder mysteries with all six suspects inside of their iconic Tudor mansion. Wow, and they actually made a petition on Change.com that made it so Mrs. White would just be turned to Dr. White. But instead they made Dr. Orchid. Dr. Orchid, homeschooled by Mrs. White. Wow, people really got to, like, this is why we shouldn't have Twitter. Like, somebody actually went on Twitter and was like, I got to write about the, the injustice that was created against Mrs. White. Then one guy wrote, Hasbro eliminated Mrs. White from Clue. Ageism and sexism strikes again. Like, that guy really believes it. And he wrote it at 2 a.m. Like, he stayed up at night and went, there's something wrong with America. Wow. Played out a clue. Yeah, Twitter. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Oh, well, this 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 says that it's in keeping with current trends, because earlier this year, Mattel changed the classic Barbie shape by adding three new body types, petite, tall, and curvy. How we doing? And they added seven skin tones, 22 eye colors, and 24 hairstyles in an effort to make the dolls look more diverse. Well, that's that at least makes sense. They didn't eliminate Barbie. They do you kept, want your like, Do you want your Barbie in petite, tall, or curvy? I want my I want Kirby. I want the Kirby one. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's but that's fine. They didn't eliminate the original Barbie. They just made more Barbies. Well, yeah. but you like they took out Mrs. Well, White. I mean, yeah, granted, they, they I'm not going to take the Twitter about it. Oh well, like, you know what? I guess Mrs. White. She was the victim. She's dead now. That's why they had to bring in Doctor Orchid. No, she's not the. Is she? Is she the new? Well, then what happened to Mister Body? I'm kidding. I'm joking about that. See, I wonder if if there would have been. Do you think there would have been more or less of a controversy if if people were like, you know what, we need to add the new dead body. So instead of Mister Body, it's Mrs. Body. Do you think people would be more or less upset? What do you think about gender neutral body? <laughs> also, what the hell's with Cluedo? Like, why is it called Cluedo in what, other places? I don't even know what Cluedo is. That's what it's called in like every other country. Cluedo? It's clue to us, but it's called Cluedo everywhere else. Is it like judo, but but clue? Do it's they... Cluedo. It's like the word clue with D-O added at the end. Well, ah. here's your history on it. Purchased it and provided trademark name of Cluedo, a play on the word clue, and Ludo, which is Latin for I play. Yes, because the draft version of the game was called Murder. And then after the war, <laughs> hey, after World War II. with an exclamation point. Yes. And then after World War II, the game was picked up by Waddington's and renamed Cluedo. That's good. And then I guess in America, we don't know Latin. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna lay that on on America. Most places don't know Latin. Uh, I don't know. Do you know Latin? No, it is a dead language, but it is still really cool when you use it in random things. Uh, I wonder if the person that is murdered is the Latin language in the new clue. Oh, oh, sassy. Cool. 
we throw that around there. But you know what it was? I played Clue in the past year when we went to visit my cousin upstate Mm -hmm. for college. And they added, like, cards that, like, if you roll a six, you get to do this ability. And the game ended in, like, two minutes. Like, no (laughs) joke. Like, it was like, okay, you get to, like, look at someone's hand or, like, look at, like, they need to tell you one thing that they do or don't have. So I, I I rolled like a six twice, and Melissa and my aunt were like, "Yeah, I have this and this," and I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's uh, it's Professor Plum in the uh, in the lounge <laughs> with the revolver." And they're like, "How do you know already?" I'm like, "Watch, drew it out, done." I, and I'm not kidding. The game was over. And you know what? It. I think that I think that's just a statement about modern times. Well, everybody, thanks for sticking with us and learning what government shutdowns are about, and that Slippy is really an integral part of the Star Fox team, and that his name is not Star He's Fox. Not. It is Fox McCloud. All right, we'll see you all on February 8th when the government shuts down again. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine by then. But in order to make sure that the government stays open, make sure you like and subscribe to us on iTunes. It's an integral part of the government continuing and progressing and learning. Make sure that you, just make sure you like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, Leave reviews. Hashtag five stars only. Or whatever you feel like. No, no, bad, bad, bad man. Well, good night. Good night to all of you from Robot Congress. That was a headgum podcast. Yeah, we should start in the great 1870s. The year is 1870. Grant is in the White House. He created the Anti-Deficiency Act to prevent the federal government from entering contracts that aren't fully funded. In response to the uh, executive branch's co- If we're talking the 1870s, Austin, one of us, speaking of fond southern accent, <laughs> that Morrison... I definitely appreciate. <laughs> you gotta speak like you got my asses dripping out of oh, your mouth. Yes, like you have eight pounds of stew in your mouth. <laughs> and you can only use a quarter of your mouth to speak. Absolutely, Austin. Like you got like chicken just, just put up in that cheek of yours. And Absolutely. You, want to let it out. you are. You are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. <laughs>